Shadi Cast, where South Asian couples tap into insight about the North American wedding industry. I'm Vinny from An Elegant Standard. And I'm Ruchi from Three Wishes Planning. We are wedding decorators and planners based near San Francisco who are here to tell you more about South Asian weddings. So Vinny, you know I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what is your rose and thorn from this week? Um, okay, so my rose was definitely my San Diego trip. Ooh. I came back and I was like, yes, I'm refreshed. <laughs> um, my thorn was that this week's just felt really long. Yeah. And there's just so much that I did that I feel like I need another vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. What was like your favorite thing you did in San Diego? Um, we went to... Um, Coronado mm-hmm. and also La Jolla and I love the beach so that was like by far my favorite part that does sound really nice yeah um what's your rose and thorn of the week um my rose was that I went to a bridal shower for one of my friends and it was so beautiful and so fun and I got to see like a bunch of people I grew up with which was like just a really like enjoyable time for me um, my thorn was that for that same wedding, um, I am doing a dance and I'm like feeling very insecure about my dancing oh, no. skills. So I'm like really trying to practice, you know, so I can uphold, <laughs> uphold the expectations of the bride and, you know, perform well. So I'm just a little nervous. Yeah. Are you, how many, uh, dance, like things are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm in three and they're oh, actually all really like straightforward and we have great okay. like choreography videos and the songs are all really fun. I'm just like personally feeling nervous about my own performance and just need to practice a lot more this week. Oh no, I'm sure you'll do fine. <laughs> Thank and I you. think like just keep up the confidence, just act <laughs> like you know what you're doing yeah. and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so what are we drinking this week? Um, so I am drinking the Daisy Girl Special. Okay, I am drinking a skinny, um, a skinny Moscow Mule, which Ooh. is just a, a diet ginger beer. Mm-hmm. But what's your Indian cocktail? So I'll tell you a little bit of a wedding hack. The Daisy Girl Special is actually just a regular vodka soda. <laughs> a lot of times when you're picking... Um, a fun cocktail for your cocktail hour, um, it can be really expensive to have one of those custom blends. What you can do is just choose any well, well drink and give it a fancy name, like the Daisy Girl Cocktail. That's awesome. Well, this week we're going to talk about cocktail hour. So, cheers! Cheers! <laughs> we're having our drink. Yes, we are coming to you live um, with our drinks to talk about this very important part of the day. Um, so yeah, and like cocktail hour is such a huge part of any wedding. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about decor here. Um, usually during cocktail hour, you have your guest book. It's a time for you, for your guests to write any sweet messages to you. You can have different kinds of guest book. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be just the, you know, the basic uh, album where people are signing. What are some, like, fun other guest book ideas besides just, like, things you can write in? Yeah, so I've seen people do, like, um, a frame with hearts and write messages on the hearts and then toss it into the frame. Um, There's so many different ways. Um, I've seen people take Polaroid photos and then write a message um, and then toss it into the album or like a little box. There's so many different ways. And I would say Google it and you'll find 
hundreds yeah. of Yeah. The only one I've seen go kind of wrong is um, I did a wedding where they did a thumbprint guest book where oh. people pressed their thumb into an ink pad and then the there was like a tree and then you like put your thumbprint as like part of the tree. I see. But they didn't include any like hand sanitizer or hand washing uh, hand washing station and yeah. the it can get really messy there ended up being like ink all over like everyone's clothes and like all all over the wedding reception i can imagine also like if you got your nails done yeah like it could either be really difficult or ruin your nails too yeah especially if you're like giving the bride and groom hugs like you don't want to get it on their outfits <laughs> so true <laughs> Um, other decor things to consider is, um, what you want to put on your welcome table and then, uh, like a signature drink sign. So there's like cheaper ways to do this, um, staples or, uh, Costco is also a great way to print out your signature drink sign and kind of like what Rishi talked about, like. Your signature drink doesn't need to be complicated. It can just be vodka and Sprite, and you give it this really cute name. And so there's great ways to print out these signs as well. You can use Staples, FedEx. Um, you can create these signs either just, you know, on your Word document, or you can grab one from Etsy as well. But keep this... Uh, the sign consistent with the design theme. So if your theme is boho, definitely do a boho sign. And, um, and yeah, and incorporate like interest, hobbies, communities, or pets. Like having your pets on there is such a cute idea. Um, yeah, or I've even seen where um, a couple whose wedding I did, they really love Marvel. So their signature drinks were each like a different like so superhero cool. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like your favorite TV show. It, it's such a great way to showcase the couple's personality. Yeah, well. you can even do like a sports team mm-hmm. or, I mean, there's so much. This is really a place where you should personalize your wedding. That makes sense. Um, and another thing to consider with decor is like, uh, where the cocktail bar is, have a bar back and showcase some of the alcohol in there or like just add a bunch of decor to it. Um, some of our listeners may not know what a bar back mm-hmm. is. Can you tell me more about what you mean? So a bar back is um, right behind a bar. There's a structure. So it's usually it kind of looks like a bookcase. Mm. Um but it's definitely more elevated mm-hmm. and super cute. It can go with their design. And that's a great way to put like maybe pictures on there, candles, uh, some florals. And you can also have um, like wine bottles on there. Um, anything you want to kind of showcase. Yeah. Elevates the whole look. And from you saying bookcase, I bet you could even put like books you liked on there. Like yeah. if you're a huge Harry Potter fan, like put the Harry Potter books there if you really... If you both really like Game of Thrones, like you could put that back there. Another way to personalize elements of your wedding. Yeah, that, that's a great suggestion. Um, showcase your personality definitely during this cocktail hour. Another big thing to consider is food. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be a little different than like the food that you're serving inside, right? It's going to be more like hors d'oeuvres, uh, appetizers, things like that. Do you have any suggestions about what kind of food people can have. Yeah, I think Indian appetizers are usually pretty heavy, 
but you have to remember you're going to be serving a very heavy reception dinner as well. So you want to serve appetizers that are going to take them through the speeches when people start to get antsy, yeah. but also won't fill them up. So even if you have, you know, a heavier fried item like samosas and pagodas, which are pretty common, um, try to, you know, limit the amount of items you have. You really don't need a selection of more than like three or four things for cocktail hour. Um, Another thing to consider is in during cocktail hour is if you're doing buffet-style appetizers or past hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Um, some of the pros and cons are that the buffet-style is definitely cheaper. Yes. And the food stays warmer, um, which, you know, for Indian food is a really big factor. No one is going to want to eat, like, a cold paneer kebab. You know, right. That's something that you want to serve hot. But, of course, with the past hors d'oeuvre, it does, like, elevate the event. It's very elegant to have you know, the, um, the servers take it around to each person. And um, past hors d'oeuvres are really where aesthetic foods come in. So the food you're serving there is not necessarily something very simple or straightforward, but it's something very creative, like, you know, mini, mini Indian sliders. Yeah. Or you can have, like, um, cream cheese, cucumber bites with curry powder. Like, they can be very light and little, but they really do, um, you know, showcase... Um, like a more elevated side of your event. That makes sense. You definitely don't want like a samosa as your <laughs> as your like past order because you need like chutney. And totally. You need all that, you know? <laughs> like you gotta get all the different mixes in there. Unless they can make it really in a creative way where it's like yeah. Um, where it has all the elements that everyone needs. Yeah, that. it's really cute because past hors d'oeuvres, you know, they're served individually. So you can do fun things like little tiny grilled cheeses and little tiny right. tomato soup cups and everything that's just very bite-sized and cute. Um, and, it, you know, whereas our buffet appetizers are a little bit heavier and more traditional. Um, I, do, I mean, I think in the perfect world, you would have both. Mm-hmm. But, of course, that is very expensive. So yeah. think about what means more to you. That makes sense. Um, another like common thing that I think a lot of us wonder when we're planning our wedding is that how much alcohol do we need? Yeah, so you know when I think nowadays we're seeing trends of more intimate weddings where people are hosting, um, you know, in their own backyard mm-hmm. or at venues that do allow BYOB, such as if you're having an event in like a community center or you're mm-hmm. renting out like a smaller ballroom. And you have that option. I mean, you should definitely take it. Um, bringing in your own al- your own alcohol will always be more cost efficient than getting it from a venue or caterer. Um, and to calculate how much you need, well, there's a really simple um, alcohol calculator online. So if you Google alcohol calculator, you'll find a great one. Or you can um, DM me at Three Wishes Planning, and I'm happy to send you the one that I use for my couples. But that'll ask you to incorporate a few things. The first one is you have to really think about your guests. Are they big drinkers? Are they older? Are they younger? Do they fit into the category of people that are going to drink a lot? So something to consider is, you know, what comes to mind might be like your college friends who love partying, but there might just be like 20 of them, whereas the majority of your guests are like older relatives who don't drink. So, you know, your venue or your caterer is going to ask you like, what's the average drink per person? Mm -hmm. So you really have to, you know, think about, how many drinks the heaviest drinker is going to drink and how many people don't drink at all and calculate the average to come up with that number. I see. That's really cool because I know for my wedding, I de- we overbought um, alcohol and it just sat at our house. We had to like give it out to our guests yeah. at the end as they're leaving of like, 
please take this because I'm <laughs> not going to finish this in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, another thing to do if you're buying your own alcohol is to really look up the rules about which place take returns. Mm-hmm. Um, places like Costco or a dedicated liquor store such as um, uh, BevMo mm-hmm. have different rules than places like Safeway or CVS. Um, so make sure you are buying your alcohol from somewhere that takes returns because I think we have a tendency to overpurchase that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so we talked a little bit about food and drinks. Um, during cocktail hour, our couples are usually taking photos. So do yes. you have any like tips, tricks, how much time, where should they take photos, all of that? <laughs> yeah, so the couples, um, they're kind of behind the scenes during cocktail hour. You know, most likely they're going to change. Um, and for the bride, something to consider is, are you getting your hair and makeup redone with your outfit? Um, this is definitely not cost efficient. A makeup artist will probably charge you just as much as they charge you in the morning. So it really does double your cost. However, um, if you're having a very different look for your reception, which most people do, like, you know, if you're wearing your traditional red in the morning, but you're going into something very glitzy and sexy for the evening, you're likely going to want to change your hair and makeup. Um, maybe even just your hair, if not your makeup. I've seen it where, you know, the artist changes the hair, but you can have a family member just change, like, your lipstick color or something. Mm -hmm. So you'll blend more into your reception outfit. Um, And you have to consider timing because you'll have to plan your cocktail hour to be a bit longer if you are getting your hair and makeup completely redone. Um, Also, if you're getting married in the heat, your hair and makeup probably is not going to look super cute after your ceremony. And you want to look very fresh-faced for your reception. So... It could be another plug to get your hair and makeup redone. Now, that doesn't mean you have to use the same hair and makeup artist. If you are splurging for your wedding ceremony and going for that artist that you've always dreamed of and followed forever, you can maybe have um, maybe like your bridesmaid hair and makeup artist or like, you know, um, um, a bit more affordable makeup artist do your reception redo if you want to. And then after the couple is ready, yeah, they're going to do their couple portrait. So one important thing to consider is that you don't want to do it in the same location as your ceremony portrait. So especially if your ceremony and reception are at the same location, wherever you did your ceremony photos should take precedent. You know, you should use the best locations outdoors, in the garden, with flowers, with the view. And for your reception, it's going to be in the evening um, when the lighting is not amazing outside. And it's also going to be a bit more formal. This is really a good time to consider the indoor spaces in your venue. Mm. Is there a beautiful lobby? Is there... Beautiful doors. Yeah, beautiful doors, beautiful floors. um, You know, some sort of centerpiece or art, like a sculpture or something. Take your photos around that. Um, Because you want to have a different look. Think about framing these pictures and putting them up in your house. And you want to diversify the backgrounds that you're displaying with each outfit. Um, Another thing about couple portraits is that you know, this is really the time for you and your partner to be posing for those photos. And cocktail hour time is really limited. You should think about, do you need like formal couple, por- formal portraits with your friends and family mm. before the reception? Um, one thing to consider is that, you know, your family probably really wants to socialize with their guests at this point. Yes. And by the reception, everyone is kind of overposing for photos. So yeah. they might just say like, you know, go for it. Like you guys take the photos where we want to be at cocktail hour with our guests. However, the reception can be a bit chaotic, and if you don't take a picture with your parents before, during cocktail hour, you might actually go through the whole night without having a really good picture with them. Yeah, that actually happened to me for my wedding. Same, that happened to me too. (laughs) I don't have any photos with them. Um, 
during my reception. It was just yeah. all couple portraits, and then I guess I have photos of them, mm-hmm. but not with them. Yeah, yeah, the same thing happened to me. Um, both of our parents were like, we're so over being in photos. We want to drink with our guests. You guys pose. So we did that, but then at the reception, we never ended up getting a hold of each other, yeah. and I don't have a single picture with my parents during the reception. You know, that's a really good point, because in my... I don't know if it's like this for you guys, but in my culture... Um, it's really important that the parents are there to greet everyone. Yeah, that's in. what my yeah. parents said too. Yeah. yeah, so they they had to be the first ones there, mm-hmm. and they had to greet everyone coming in. So mm-hmm. there's no way that they could have taken photos with us beforehand. Totally. And if you, but if you do really want to, that's something your wedding planner can build into your timeline. Um, you just have to make it a priority. Yeah. yeah. Another thing to consider is: Do you need bridal party? pictures um during the reception so I didn't feel like I needed pictures with my bridesmaids at the reception um you know they all changed into their own clothes however my husband's groomsmen actually did all wear matching suits for the reception and he did have like a mini photo shoot with just him and his groomsmen pre-reception so it really just depends what each person wants and what your bridal party is going to wear um and again that should be built into your timeline during cocktail hour that makes sense um you know, couple portraits are such a huge, huge part of this. You got into your outfits. Mm-hmm. You might as well get some good photos in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this could mean that that's a lot of time for people to wait during cocktail hour. I know. What are they What are they doing and how do we plan out so the guests have an enjoyable experience? Yeah, so really think about timing for cocktail hour. You don't want it to be too short where um, you're not allowing enough time for your guests to arrive. But um, you don't want it to be too long, too, because it turns into boredom. People get way too drunk before (laughs) you even get inside the reception hall and start the dance and all of that. Oh, no. And um, you'd want to consider, like, people coming from out of town and, you know, if your guests are local, have you put them in hotels or are they staying in hotels? Um, So timing is huge. And I think... Um, thinking about what you have your guests during, doing during that cocktail hour. Do you have that photo booth? Um, and just, you know, entertainment ideas. Do you have any? Yeah, um, I like the idea of doing a photo booth. Um, if you hire a photo booth, you know, you pay by the hour normally. So the two options that they most likely are going to give you is, do you want the photo booth to be open during cocktail hour or during the open dance floor at the end of the night? Mm. I mean, you technically could rent them for the whole night, but that would be really expensive. Um, I think it's more fun to have the photo booth during cocktail hour because, again, people are bored while you're taking your pictures and while you're changing. Um, And it's a really really fun way to get everyone hyped about the reception. And I, for the photo booth, um, there are two different kinds of companies out there. Like one does the per hour where they actually have someone there helping with the photo booth. And then there's like a self-service photo booth as right. well that, you know, you pay for the whole night or the whole day. Mm-hmm. So those are things to consider as well. Yeah, totally. Um, and then Vinny, didn't you say um, you can have a choreographer at your cocktail hour as well? Yeah, I like me and Ruchi were talking one time and I mm-hmm. mentioned this. Um, there was a wedding where the couple had a um, someone give lessons. And they did like salsa lessons. It was a very intimate wedding, so it worked. Mm -hmm. And during that cocktail hour, and you can totally still do this with a large wedding. If people want to participate or not participate, it's totally up to them. 
by having someone teach you a, a common move or you know just a quick mini salsa lesson it's such a fun way to add entertainment to your cocktail hour yeah and i especially love this for fusion weddings where i know a yeah. lot of the non-south asian guests are a little bit intimidated about going onto the dance floor where they're blasting bollywood that's such a good idea especially for those fusion weddings yeah i think the most unique thing i've seen at a cocktail hour though is um a hand magician where oh. you actually hire a magician that goes from like group to group at cocktail hour mm-hmm. and does little hand tricks that's and so cool. um, little little magical little illusions that they just do in very very small groups, mm-hmm. and they travel between people. It can be really show stopping. Oh, that's awesome! I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah, and then of course the classic cocktail or entertainment is live music. Yes. Um, of course you can have live music at your ceremony or reception, but I think cocktail hour is such a fun place to have live music. Um, whether you're having you know um, like a harpist or like a jazz quartet or even something um, very Indian, like a sitar player, mm-hmm. it can really bring an element, again, just elevating your event and bring an element of luxury into going into your reception. That makes sense. Um, you know, entertainment is such a huge part. Think about it. Like, put some thought into it. But it'll also showcase your personality a little bit more, right? We talk about it um showcasing the couple while they're mm-hmm. not there mm-hmm. and entertainment is such a great way of doing that as well yeah absolutely um yeah go ahead but let's get back to the more important yeah. thing which is the drinks <laughs> yes um and a few other things is you know when you're decide when you're talking about cocktail hour your venue is going to ask you if you want to do a hosted bar that means that you pay per hour so um no matter how many drinks are consumed during that hour um, you are paying the same price. This is a good option if you're having a wedding of really heavy drinkers. So if yes. you know that everyone is going to be having several drinks, this is the way to go because you don't want to pay per drink then. You want to pay based on like how much time they're consuming the alcohol for. Um, the other option is you know you do pay per drink, which sounds like it can get really expensive, but if you're having a wedding where you know there's a lot of family members or a lot of kids who are not going to drink, um, then you're just paying for the drinks for the people who are more into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the third option is a cash bar. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a way to make your wedding more affordable, definitely go for the cash bar. Um, At my own wedding, the cost of alcohol was actually more than food catering. Yeah. (laughs) I believe that. (laughs) Yeah. So a cash bar can really make all the difference if you're, you know, figuring out your budgeting. Um, Another thing to consider um, in terms of, uh, like your bar service is your tiers of quality. Okay. Um, venues will generally give you three tiers. They'll give you like the platinum top shelf tier. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, where you have your Grey Goose um, and you yeah. have all your really fancy drinks. Um, the middle tier covers your kind of mid-range alcohols, you know, that, you know, probably more of your everyday drinks that you drink at home. And then um, the most affordable tier is kind of like your college tier. Yeah. <laughs> you have your... Um, Smirnoff and, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, when people are drunk, do they really know the difference? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can time those tiers too, right? Yes, you can choose um, a different tier for a different time. Cocktail hour, honestly, is where you should choose like your the most expensive tier you can afford mm-hmm. because that's really where people are going to be, you know, enjoying their drinks, savoring their drinks, sipping their drinks. But whereas during the dance floor, people really are just drinking to get drunk. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, like maybe you could do that top tier uh, for that hour or two mm-hmm. hour during cocktail hour. And then um, 
yeah, move over to the standard one. Mm -hmm. And if you are going to do like the really fancy signature cocktails that are custom made um, through your caterer or maybe through an actual cocktail vendor, which do exist, there are companies you can bring in just for your cocktail hour and they are just craft bartenders. Um, it's really, really fun to feature um, Indian cocktails. Yeah. Have you ever had one before, Vinny? I have not. Like, what is an Indian cocktail? <laughs> um, so an Indian cocktail is are really just cocktails that bring in um, different elements from like our cuisine mm -hmm. and our taste palette. So they'll like on the sweeter side, they'll feature things like mango. Um, That's so cool. That, you know, uh, or like they can have milk-based cocktails because okay. a lot of Indian desserts have mango flavors or they're milk-based. Yeah. Um, and on the more tangy side, you know, they'll feature things like tamarind. Um, they can have curry powder in them. I've never had one. This is like so crazy. Like, are there restaurants around too? That yeah, like yeah. So I was just gonna say, if you wanna have an, if you wanna like feature these kind of Indian cocktails, um, a really fun way to get idea is to go to like the nicest Indian restaurants in your area. So um, we live in the Bay Area, so some restaurants that serve really nice Indian cocktails here are um, Rue or Amber or Basharam. Just go check out their cocktail menu, try a few drinks, take a picture, and then show it to your caterer and see what's possible. And some caterers will even really go the extra mile of, you know, sourcing some really exclusive like jaggery bitters oh, wow. or like elichi stuff like that that can take your drinks to the next level. Yeah. Um. Can we go get these drinks like this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are really good. Um. Yeah, I've never had one. I think I'm just so used to Indian restaurants being your like like your old school mom and pop, like, <laughs> you know, we're just here to serve you some really good food. It's really changing now for it to fit the modern, you know, audience. Yeah, and I, I think this is also, you know, South Asian weddings here in America, as we move toward Western trends, these signature cocktails are definitely a huge part of that. And as Vinny was saying earlier, it's another fun way to bring in your personality. Um, you know, if you and your fiance love eating kulfi together, you can have like a kulfi falooza themed cocktail. Yeah. It, everything is a possibility nowadays. That's so awesome. You know, um, I'm on my like health kick right now. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to order a lot of like skinny drinks. Like the one you're drinking right now. <laughs> yeah. And so I looked into it and I was like, you know, I love my cocktails. I love the good Moscow meal. But I was like, how do I still enjoy all of that? And a great way to add that is just by getting diet, like diet cola, diet mm -hmm. uh, Sprite. So if some, someone asks for a skinny drink, your bartender can actually bake one. Yeah. Um, Vinny, one time I was at a party with my friends and some girl mixed her vodka with water in an oh, effort to be healthy. No, no. So don't be that person. Yeah. You don't have to do that. The diet Cokes are zero calories. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I mean, and I think, you know, if you want to really, really boil it down, you can just get soda, yeah. like plain soda, plain seltzer, but please don't drink your cocktails mm. with water. <laughs> That makes my stomach hurt. Actually. I know. Um, and Vinny, do you think it's better to have cocktail hour outdoors or indoors? You know, it totally depends on you and the venue that you picked. Um, if it makes sense to have an outdoor space and the weather permits it, you totally should. Uh, outdoor can bring, you're going to be inside anyway for the reception if you don't have an outside reception. So if you're having an indoor reception, I totally recommend an outdoor. 
uh, cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. Um, some venues have a great cocktail hour indoors as well, where yeah. it's like a separate area. You have your welcome table there. You have um, your photos and things like that. So um, utilize that, and you can still make a great ambiance in your indoor space. I love to create like a lounge setting for cocktail Ooh, hours. What's so, like, that like? So, like, you have, you know, your cocktail tables um, all around, but you also have, a, like, a love seat with some uh, accent chairs and a coffee table to try to create that lounge feeling that people can hang out in. So, I love doing that, indoor or outdoor. Yeah, um, that sounds really cool. However... Indoors or outdoors, one thing I hate about cocktail hour is standing in line. Uh, How do we avoid standing in line when I just want to drink? Yeah, definitely take this into consideration. If you do have a lot of guests who do drink, uh, make sure that you have multiple bartenders. This can get expensive. Completely understand that. The way you can uh, mitigate that is by hiring that second bartender for just cocktail hour. And then, um, or uh, up until dinner. And then some of your guests leave after dinner. So you don't need that second bartender. Yeah, and this is also where kind of the food and entertainment go into play. If you are only having cocktails at your cocktail hour, everyone is going to be in the cocktail line. But if you diversify guest attention with um, like a photo booth or a welcome table or, um, you know, a lot of um, buffet appetizers, then they'll have other places to go as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Um, having two different bar stands as well. So if you are hiring that second bartender, having one um, away from the other is a great way to avoid lines as well. Yeah, that's true. Well, we are going to go finish this cocktail and probably have a few more. (laughs) So thank you for listening to the Shadi Cast with Ruchi and Vinny. Follow us on Instagram at the Shadi Cast for show notes, inspiration, and our contact information. And please remember to rate our podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks, everyone. Bye.